This is the Wizards Nightshirt Podcast, episode 35. Welcome to the Wizard's Nightshirt. This is episode 35. I'm Scott, and here with me are non-red shirt wearing Will. <laughs> I'm here, and I probably should have used the restroom, and I have to do number one or number two, and I can't remember which one is the bad one. <laughs> and Orco lover Rebecca. <laughs> no! How could you tell such lies? <laughs> yeah, so how's everyone's night going? It's it, it it's it, you know I'm I'm feeling pretty good about it. There was a couple of times ago when I was really wanting pistachios, but I just knew Will was going to yell at me about them mm-hmm. because they're loud. But not feeling great about them right now. I mean pretzels too. <laughs> but I have my pistachios. It's chaos. I feel entitled to eating these pistachios. And Will, I bet you're not even going to ask me why. <laughs> why pray tell, Scott? Mm-hmm. Would you not want to eat those pistachios? No, no, no. Would I? Would I feel entitled to eat the pistachios? Oh, why is that? Well, the episode that we're going to discuss this week <laughs> has Orko having a sweet uh, 16 candles moment uh, where no one remembers his birthday. Oh, uh, this is a you, good point. You know that by the time when this episode airs, right, my birthday will have just happened. That's very true. And you did not That's even list idea. my birthday as a topic of chit-chat well, on the, on the list. Well, you may remember that a couple of weeks ago I suggested that we should get you a He-Man related present to open and you said that we had done all the He-Man presents we needed to for a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, we are allowed to talk about other things on the show occasionally besides he-man i'm just saying so oh that is interesting this is my birthday week i'm eating pistachios and you can't stop me okay because i'm grown give us a real give us a real good pop let let everybody at home hear about a pistachio i could be a foley artist that's so good oh like i see the little waveform on the screen that it definitely registered so speaking of biting into things scott i I hear you had an adventure at your house yeah, yeah. Grant Grant's had uh, some enamel problems with his tooth, and it got chipped, and just a whole lot of dental things as a young kid that you don't want. And uh, so he ended up having to get a cap on it, and um, it's silver. So the dentist, being a pediatric dentist, um, called it his robot tooth, and he, That's a good he idea. loved it. That That's is adorable. And then, and then afterwards, he got the little cyborg. Oh, that's cute. Teen Titans Go. That's cute. So it was a robot kind of day. That's awesome. That's very adorable. Yeah. That's I have it. not been to the dentist since I was a child in the dark ages, so and I'm a, that's not true. And I'm scared of what he'll say, and so he's not going to say anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> I still have all my wisdom teeth. But if I do go, I'm making Scott take me to Target, and I'm getting a cyborg. There you go. <laughs> we can do that. You ain't taking my teeth. They're mine. I earned them being wise. <laughs> At the Wizard's Nightshirt, we're revisiting He-Man, Master of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princess of Power. Today, we're reviewing He-Man, Season 1, Episode 35, The Taking of Grayskull. It's Eric, mine. It is yours. <laughs> Can be, if you get that tooth out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the air date was October 3rd, uh, 1983. In this episode, um, Skeletor transports the Sorceress and Castle Grayskull to another dimension. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah, this one was interesting to me because I feel like this might be the most classic distilled down to its element episode of He-Man that we're going to see. It's like the quintessential 
trying to get Skeletor's plan, trying to get a uh, Castle Grayskull uh, episode that, we'll, that we're going to see. I think we could talk about this as we go. I kind of hope for more toy people, but um, I think it had a lot of the classic elements of what we expect, especially after they had so much experimentation recently with the classic formula. And they brought back the chef. No, not right now. I'm very busy, Orko. Yeah, yeah, Chef Allen. The same, the same yeah. chef that the Skeletor impersonated earlier. Yes. Yeah. Well, I was I was we wondering. We haven't seen him in a while. Oh, have we ever seen him in ever in his true form? We've only seen him as a Skeletor disguise, correct? correct. Yes. And and we learned his name is Chef Allen. Yeah, Chef Allen, and Chef Allen pretty much talks just like He Man. <laughs> he does. <laughs> That's He Man. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> What if He-Man could also turn into Chef Allen just when he wants cakes and stuff? <laughs> like when Prince Adam's getting, I'm getting hungry, cringe. And he can just turn into <laughs> Chef Allen. He by holds the, up like a wood spatula or something. By the power of cakes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like is he, it's like he turns into cake by balls. By the power of Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> now who wants to eat some cake? <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> there must be ice cream with it. <laughs> Come on, cringe. Oh, not now. It's only Act One, and Chef Allen has two more acts to make a cake. Ah, what a perfect day for my birthday. So, uh, we get to see Chef Allen because Orko is trying to drop some pretty heavy hints that it's his birthday coming up, and Tila seems to not know anything about it and not be interested, and the chef seems too busy. Uh, and then Randorg, too, totally dismisses him, which was hilarious. Yeah, it's a nice day. Nothing special, though. Hmm, yes. Seems like a pleasant enough day. Yeah, well, I was going to say, um, don't we feel like the king is a little too accessible? Should you be able to just run into the king in the hallway and be like, hey, king, it's my birthday? <laughs> if you're Orko, it's fair game. If you're, like you're a a, if you're a snobby cousin from parts unknown, then no, you should not have that kind of access to the king. <laughs> Orko is fine. Strolling through. Yeah, he's just kind of like a pet. Well, I feel like him want, uh, sort of padding around the castle is just sort of like those like early alt um, reality shows where we got to see people in a natural element and it was disturbing, like um, Ozzy Osbourne or Hulk Hogan. You know, we're not supposed to see them in that environment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're I supposed did. to be a regal and larger than life. They're not supposed to be padding around in their underpants. Well, it's humbling, though. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> yeah, and then the nasty boys come and swim in your pool, and then just everything's just weird. <laughs> well, this plan that um, Tila and everybody's putting together to uh, act like they don't remember Orca's birthday, is this a fun idea? No! I just, I said, he thinks that he's having a 16 Candles experience, as I've already mentioned. He's like, they forgot mm-hmm. my birthday. But this is really just a cruel prank on their part where they're making him think they've forgotten his birthday mm-hmm. when, in fact, they're making him a nice cake and going to throw him a surprise party. And we've established that he's a child. So, yeah. I mean, so that's kind of mean. It's very mean. They didn't say yet, but um, I was kind of bummed they didn't tell us how old Orko was. I mean, like, he's ageless in Trolla. I guess so. He, I mean, he carries himself like a 10-year-old, but I would assume he's... That's probably just an attorney, though, because in Trolla, he can, like, get married. And go backwards. And, like, and, go off to war and, like, you know, yeah, well, rent a car and I mean, a carpet back, shampoo. Back in the day, I mean, you get married when you were 12, so. <laughs> we don't know how, how things I happen. mean, but they yeah. only lived till like, they were 35, so. Or maybe they only lived till they're 12. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true, yeah. It's a depressing life for the yeah, challenge. Yeah, wasting time with Orko. He's got things to say. <laughs> you get kicked in, the, kicked in the head by a horse, you're done. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, man, that was a great episode of Deadwood. 
That was such a good episode where the kid got kicked by the horse. Well, that sounds like that sounds like a real good time. Will. I haven't I'll seen watch it, but someday. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, I was I was thinking this is a very cruel prank. This is actually quite mean. Um, I'm not one for surprises. So if if y'all have Chef Allen in the kitchen waiting to wish me a happy birthday. You know, just tell them to go ahead and come on out because I, I cannot stand. I will not stomach a surprise. I do not want to be surprised. I am in an eternal state of readiness. I am in my bed. Something makes a noise. I sit straight up like the undertaker. <laughs> I will not be surprised. And don't you dare do it. Especially not a mean surprise. This is a mean surprise. Yeah, so, but my wife Sarah does not like surprises. Mm-hmm. I understand. It's a reasonable. It's a reasonable thing. She, she just wants to be. Front. She wants to know. Yeah. She wants to know what's going on. You gotta know what's going on. Will you've never been surprised by anything in your life? Um, your parents. Okay, like so. I know y'all were always really big on like Christmas mornings true, and birthdays true. and Teddy Ruxpins and all their mm-hmm. in all their garb. Were you ever surprised by like a gift or a birthday? Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, just because were you kind of like a dumb kid and you just didn't put it together? Well, we didn't have ac- <laughs> we didn't have access to a lot of uh, TV and catalog stuff that adults did then, so I didn't even know all the toys that were on the market. So it was oh, just, so when it, you saw them, it was a real surprise. Yeah, uh, yeah. So so you know you get like the uh, Captain Power ships and the tape you can shoot the spaceship at and stuff like that. It was pretty exciting. Like, I, I didn't know, even know. I didn't know this was an option. <laughs> I need to consider this and get back to you. Um, <laughs> So you didn't go to the store and see like the toy? Yeah, one, yeah, like once a year we'd get. God, I sound like such a such a brat, such like a, a rich cousin coming to visit. Uh, we, look, <laughs> tell we, us that we know. We did all we had was a was a Kmart. <laughs> if you wanted some batteries, so like once a year we get to go to like Toys R Us and just take a tour of the store and report back items of interest. And then that would sort of be how they sort of thematically consider what would make a good gift. And that is why I, I'm so I humble today. I feel like today. nowadays you would go like one month and then a month later, like half the toys would be different. Yeah. So then your parents would be like, what is, what, mm-hmm. what did you want? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know some people keep up with like waves, keep up like waves of releases of toys and such, um, uh, you know, uh, Mike from Rhode Island that we're talking about a couple of episodes ago. I know he was he was talking about that. I can't even imagine what that was like. I was surprised by everything. We I'd be collecting comic books at Food Lion, and then I'd get there and they wouldn't have an issue. I was like, well, I don't know how Infinity War ended. I guess I'll pick up this now. So it was always it, a surprise it, to me. It ended great. <laughs> that was good. It was real good. Father, what is it? Well, there are problems in the province of Basilia. Strange things are happening, disrupting the area, destroying property. What's yes. the problem in this episode? Is it just that he can't figure out his birthday? Is this the A story? <laughs> yes, what that's the A story. It's the most important. <laughs> so what's the B story? What's the side thing. story? So um, the important people in the palace read, not Orko. Orko. <laughs> get called to Basilia, where some stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. That's really all we've got on, I'm assuming, the sorceress party line. Like, I'm sh- I, We don't see this, but I'm sure it was something like, like, King Randor, there's trouble in Basilia. Waste no time. And they're like, is she even going to say what was up with that? And they're like, no. <laughs> so they're they're dispatched to Basilia. Tila says that she's going to uh, gather her troops, which I appreciate. I like anytime you actually get to see her being the uh, captain of the guard. Uh, and I love they showed a, a shot of them uh, traveling there, and they showed all the little uh, man at arms troops on their seadus going over there. I love when they show that. I want to see the army a lot. Yeah, more. I do like the army. We did get to see them a bit this episode, um, and I did write it down for later. But you know when it shows them standing. 
Um, I like how they all have little tridents. Yeah, that was a, that's such a cool weapon for them to have. Um, uh, and they we've only we hadn't really seen them on foot yet, so it was kind of cool. I want to see them like do formations. I want them to like form square and do a bunch of cool military stuff. Yeah, you know, you know, Tila, Tila taught them. <laughs> yeah. When uh, He Man and pals get there, there's some rolling boulders and just some weird stuff going on in the valley, just some unnatural stuff. Some like un- a t- tor- tornado. Tornado, tornado. happened. Yeah. And then He Man makes his own tornado and sucks that tornado in and then shoots it in the sky. Look around! Let's just unwind it. Yes. I felt like that was just like any sort of random conflict they could have had. They were like, what animations do we have in stock? Because he did the tornado thing in Evil Seed already. Oh, and yeah. I think they're like, we can't waste an animation. We should just use that. <laughs> yeah, tornado. Tornadoes are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a means to an end. Uh, and Ram Man, after they uh, get rid of like a giant boulder, Ram Man's like, I'll stay behind and help clean up this mess. And He-Man's like, good. <laughs> I, he did say that. I love when He-Man orders someone to clean up a mess. I think that's hilarious because it's like, He-Man, I'm pretty sure you don't clean anything up. You know He-Man has never cleaned a toilet in his life. And, but you know he's destroyed plenty of them. Taylor, well, it's as, stuck. As, as Prince Adam, you think he's never cleaned a toilet? <laughs> well, both. I think as both. Oh, okay. If he's ever had to go... It's the palace as he man you know that he was not leaving it in good shape um, i'm just saying it was they're ram just, man just pee all over the all over the lid <laughs> there's everything, everything everywhere <laughs> ram I mean, man use your head in there like a plunger and just <laughs> you know great a vacuum <laughs> he does not have a system he does not have <laughs> like gloves for disinfecting no Ooh, i'm here to unplug the toilet again <laughs> Hold your, hold your breath and go down there, Ram Man. That's so upsetting. But then oh, I created a tight seal. <laughs> I'm so upset. What have, I, what have I unleashed here? That's horrifying. But see, here, before he's ordered to clean up the planet, um, when Ram Man does something particularly impressive, you know, Tila, like, cheers for him. So they definitely are dating. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, she's yeah. like, "Yay, hooray!" I've been wondering about that. They were sort of, they sort of play with people having romantic interest. I felt like she and He Man were kind of on a date on one of those lightning round episodes we recently talked about, the one with the um, Sago the Dragon or whatever. But yeah, I, I, she hadn't told us that she and Ram Man are not an item, so I assume <laughs> they are. <laughs> you think so? Tila, if you keep cheering for him like that, you're not going to disabuse him of the notion. I know. Did you hear that? She said, way to go for me after I clean the turlet. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, yeah, oh, and He-Man's sword disappears. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what you were going to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was mysterious. It just disappears out of a scabbard. And there was a glowing thing on the hill. So they go back to the palace to sort of uh, recap and share what they all saw. And uh, Orko's just desperate to get something out. And He-Man keeps telling him to shut up while they talk about real stuff. I really like that bit where Orko is just flailing madly. Yeah, and he's trying to talk to every single person in the line. And they're all just like, <laughs> Orko, get out of my face. I thought that was actually a really good gag. It kind of reminds me of like the dog who won't leave you alone while you're trying to do something. This is Orko, and nothing about my birthday happened in Act 2. The wind stopped as suddenly as they started, and this incredible whirlwind came out of nowhere, sucking in loose objects like a magnet. 
So uh, uh, Orko says that he went to go try to tell the sorceress it was his birthday and she wasn't there. And <laughs> so Castle Grayskull is missing. Yeah. The entire castle. And there's a, a glowing orb mm-hmm. that we find out later is a white hole. A white hole. Like a black hole, but it's white. Yeah, Man at Arms gives us a, a really good uh, science definition of what this is, and it's a real definition. It's good, is it? Because I, 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 I didn't have like time to look it up. He was just saying he was just saying a lot of nouns, and we were supposed to just go along for the ride. Like he was being like, he's like, well, you see, there was some stardust and the neutron star and the spatular portal is a dimension of a nova. Did I just hear the word spatular? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I felt like you were supposed to go like, oh, yeah, when he was done. But instead, I was just very, I was very confused. What I felt like was Duncan gave a real science answer. Then He-Man didn't want to be outdone. So he just started making up a lot of stuff. <laughs> and he was like, uh, the fulcrum, the fulcrum in space is around which the molecules must pivot. And that's how it worked. I got half credit on the challenge question. Yes, <laughs> and the black hole was actually a white hole and. It's run by a bird. Like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. A space bird. He flapped wait a his minute. wings fast enough and told me it's secret. <laughs> Something now, like that. It's uh, a white hole is a hypothetical region of space time which cannot be entered from the outside, which they did. <laughs> uh, so He-Man decides he's going to go into this white hole because he gets a message from the sorceress, basically her head appearing, that says she's in there. And... Go into the white hole. <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so he goes in while Man at Arms uh, sort of waits there with Orko, and Tila's chasing after him. But Tila falls in, and it bugged me that she it fell did too. in. I said, "How did Tila fall in?" WTF? You could see right there in my notes. She just fell. What? Yeah, that was weird to me because they've been, you know, really playing up her being the commander and all. Also, maybe that's this, why kids, you don't stand on the edge. <laughs> this also. Maybe this isn't fair, but I felt like this episode was written by a lady. This was a Janice Diamond episode. I thought she'd do better for Thela, but I guess yeah, like, the, the side broke off. It wasn't her fault or I, anything. Yeah, but they, made like, her, but they made her wail on the way down Yeah, I didn't like that. I would have preferred to see her like go in after someone. Me too. Or her be the impetuous one. Yeah, she would have done that. Yeah. I don't, do you think, think Man Arms would have let her do that, though? He's not the boss of anybody. He was sulking. I don't know. I don't know if he saw. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'll be here in case a bird has any messages. <laughs> yeah, so uh, she falls in the white hole, and it's some weird place where there's like all of these suspended crags and floating things, and like conveyor belts going from place to place. It makes no sense. Don't worry about it. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, 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 I talked about it for a minute. It looked really cool. It looked neat. So I, this is when my favorite favorite things from cartoons is when they go to some nether region of something this reminded me exactly like when they go inside the containment unit in the ghostbusters it was my favorite oh, episodes yeah. i okay. love that or the boogeyman episode when they have all the crazy upside down stairways or you remember that weird um uh japanese uh cartoon that was on nickelodeon called the nuzzles when they go to the that that crazy place um, or it's like that. No, uh, I, th- I think of the uh, Dodo the, universe the, from yeah, Bugs Tiny Bunny. Tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The t- Tiny Toons. Exactly. When they go to the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I love this. I, I love it because because it's super creepy and upsetting and 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 I love it. The color scheme reminded me of those multicolored jawbreakers that like you would get at a tourist trap, <laughs> and then you're supposed to eat them for multiple days, and um, they're just really germy and covered with dirt. You know what I'm talking about? I've had one for I had one for months. <laughs> <laughs> I reached the center. That's impressive. How do you store that in a bag? I would be like, just it was buy probably my bag. not very good for me. I have a very good immune system. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's funny. And you will you you will live two years less, mm-hmm. <laughs> or two years more, or two years more. Yeah, yeah. My my tongue, I I I licked it so much that my tongue got raw, and like I had to stop, and that's why. <laughs> yeah. So then after I stopped and then I came back to it like two months later, I'm like, no, nah, I can't do this anymore. You <laughs> <laughs> wrote to the company, Dear Gump Stoppers, I have a question. <laughs> yeah. These would have been like like a baseball size almost. Like, oh, it was, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. The blood yeah. on the envelope is from my tongue. <laughs> so, Will, I guess you never had one of those. I don't do candy. I do meats. I yeah. like to eat meats. Well, they don't have that, so Meat no. candy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a lot of bacon wrapped chocolate stuff now. I've seen a little sausage that was shaped like a football. That's almost candy. <laughs> what? Did they have- it was like for football season at like World Market, and it was like a little football sausage. Okay. I, I can't right. tell you, you anymore. Go, here you go, Joe and Josh. <laughs> Made from pig skin. You, you go throw this around, you're going to be big old beer time football coach like Bear Bryant. <laughs> All right. <laughs> go along, Joe and Josh. You good boy. You good man. Go out there, little man. Go oh, he there. he got hungry. He did. Go out. He he big boy. He growing boy. He growing boy. <laughs> Kayla's close behind us, but she doesn't have the sorceress vibes to follow. All right. Well, that that got weird. So they got a they got a they got a floating <laughs> orb uh, that follows them, and it's sorceress's head that tells them they're on the uh, right track, and it's a little creepy. Uh, they have some meaningless obstacles, like tentacle things that actually look pretty cool, but serve yeah, no yeah, purpose. Yeah, that, that, that snake, snake dragon thing, whatever yeah. that was. Yeah, it was, that was it pretty was cool. It was fun looking. Yeah. It was fun looking. Yes, and this is an opposite dimension, and at some Oh, yeah, point, they go inside a little funnel. Yeah. At some point, Sorceress is able to tell He-Man that her powers work in reverse. In the opposite, in the opposite dimension. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I like thinking like, my powers work in reverse. So it was really you who farted. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It wasn't me. It's all reversed. It must have been you. <laughs> in this realm, everything's reversed. It couldn't possibly have been me. <laughs> Why would you even come up with that? That's so weird. <laughs> Be honest. <laughs> Why? It's tingling my nose. Why? Just why? Just why? This is He-Man, and I thrive on your secrets. Castle Grayskull. Just as the sorceress said. Hurry, He-Man. Time is running out. Let's give Skeletor a big surprise. I'm for that. So they're going to surprise Skeletor somehow. Yeah, we got... We and got, then there's Skeletor in this episode. Yeah, he oh, was the yeah. one who did it. He, oh, yeah, he was the one who did he it. He was the bad guy. Go figure. <laughs> we never made that clear. If you were wondering if Skeletor is the bad guy, correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. There that he was is. his plan because by um, transporting the castle to another dimension, Skeletor will be better be able to understand its secrets because everybody's trying to get the secrets of Castle Grayskull. So it was him who mm-hmm. did it. That's true. I, I I didn't pick up on that, but they do always mention the secrets as being the source of the power. I, I don't. It's like you have a certain knowledge, and you're like, okay, well, now that I know that equation, I can lift this. Prince of Eternia, defender of the secrets of Castle Grace. Yes, they're all secrets. I like or it's math like, secrets. like I think Donnie's cute. <laughs> oh, they're secret secrets. I see. Yeah, like see, like sorceress has mm-hmm. them. I don't know who Donnie is. <laughs> sorceress secrets. We will not speak of Donnie any further. Sorceress secrets. <laughs> mm. So oh, so so we, we so throughout the last like five minutes or something like that there's like a red glowing thing and you're like what is that following? Man? 
And I thought it was a sorceress at first. Yeah, was it? Wait, I think that is. What? No, it was what? a sword. Oh, it was a sword. We're so confused in this room. I yeah, I don't understand. I didn't, I didn't, and then, then like I when, when, so, so Skeletor zaps He Man with his Havoc staff. Oh yeah, so they they're inside Castle Grayskull, inside this other dimension. Just to be clear, Skeletor is sitting on Sorceress's throne. Sorceress is, um, she's detained. bound up. Yeah, like, yes. like arms and legs bound up, which I don't like. I don't like seeing. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, uh, Skeletor is like as bad as he's ever been. It wasn't like quite as funny uh, to start with. It was kind of weird, maybe because of that. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, Scott, you were saying he shot He Man with the Havoc staff. Yeah, and then he stunned him, and then the, the the red orb went over top of him, and then all of a sudden he has a sword. <laughs> and, the, he, and of course, really, he, he when he has a sword, it's just like uh, all over. I mean, yeah, that's because he and T are a good team. That's true. He, and then it, because he's feeling emboldened now, he says, "You're a loser, Skeletor." He does call him a loser. <laughs> You're a loser, Skeletor. You'll see who the loser is. And so, uh, sorceress um, gets free because uh, He Man deflects a power beam that unchains her, and then she does something with a mirror that uh, detains Skeletor while He Man well, runs outside. Because her powers work in reverse. She has to do her powers. She has to get Skeletor in front of the mirror. Right. And then her powers work in reverse. So she just shoots her powers at the mirror and somehow that detains or waylays Skeletor. Hurry, Eman! I'm losing my strength. I'll make it as fast as I can, sorceress. Just hold out a little longer. I just want to say the the next the next thing that happens is just <laughs> where he where he throws Grayskull into, into another dimension. Into into he space. picks up a castle, a he very punches, large castle. He punches the foundation until it until he can pick it up. Then he, he picks also it up. gave us then, a, a vocabulary word. You hear he man say like I have to find the fulcrum. He, he yes. was really proud of knowing yes. that word. Yes, he learned yes. it in a book. And he asked, and he was calling <laughs> upon sorceress to give him. All the secrets of Castle Grayskull, so he could get enough power to throw it. And I was thinking, why has she been holding out on him? Because <laughs> he's not trustworthy. He's a blabbermouth. Well, I want to well, know. Well, it might weaken her, though. Maybe. Yeah, he can't know she likes Donnie. Her bird powers. Fine. It was me who fought it. <laughs> what, is, what is your obsession with the? That is reversing. Just... Reversing of blame. Oh my god! It's a cause near and dear to my heart. Or fart. He throws the, he throws the castle out of the dimension yes. and then hooks a grappling hook onto it yeah, so he can get out a, too. Yeah, because he didn't throw it that fast. Yeah, and so plan. he basically water skis it behind it like it's a giant sea dude. <laughs> and then 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 I guess after it lands or before it lands, no, after it lands they chase Skeletor out and okay. then he just goes out. I just want to say, Havoc staff. He just he just leaves it there. I does he have a closet full of them? I was going to say that. It just like loses power when he doesn't have it. Yeah, he literally just leaves it behind. He hops on his evil sea dew. What's it called? His transport? Sky sled. Okay, Skeletor just has a sky sled. I think so. I think it's a general Generic. manufacturer. Yeah, it's just yeah. a <laughs> Kawasaki, just <laughs> like everybody else. Like, he we, just paints it purple. Wouldn't it be funny if he green. had to send like Beast Man back to Castle Grove? Like, oh, Skeletor say he left heavy stuff. Can <laughs> <laughs> we, we have it back? He, he sure did, though. He he just left it. Peace. I'll not give it to you without a lecture. <laughs> <laughs> so what if they've all forgotten it's my birthday? I can still have fun. So we get back to the castle, and Orko's real sad <clears throat> still. Yeah. Because everybody got caught up with saving the universe instead of thinking about his birthday. Yeah, so he conjures up a bunch of delicious birthday treats and he eats his feelings. 
Which is like, you know, I've been there, Orko, okay? But not a great idea. Yeah, they should have been thinking about how mean that was. Um, and then uh, Man at Arms comes in, scares Orko, and says he's been uh, summoned by King Randor. And obviously this is a ruse to get him in the room to uh, see his surprise party. And I thought the animation was so funny when Orko was waiting outside the room. Duncan pushes Orko into it, but remember he's floating. So he's like pushing his floating body into the room a little bit like an old balloon. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah, and Orko is so full from his binge that like he, he is like burping he belches and falls on the floor (laughs) it was hilarious (laughs) which is terrible but they had made him a cake and the and the chef says that his friend why did they put holes in the hat I guess for his, his ears. ears. I know, for yeah. his ears, but just put the why, hat there. Why that detail? Yeah. It was a little ugly. I agree with that. Uh. I thought that was, yeah, that was distracting to me too. Isn't that funny? I didn't yeah. even notice. Because I wondered what that was. It was eye holes? No, that's Madame Raz. It's yeah. weird. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. Uh, boy, this time I really overdid it. I ate so much, I didn't have any room left in my stomach for dinner. Oh, oh, and the, the, the moral was you shouldn't eat all the stuff. <laughs> but, but the thing is, it's Don't like, eat too much between meals. Exactly. Why? why? He, he wasn't. They, they they weren't doing anything for him. It was a surprise. Yeah. They were just told him, hey, we're going to have dinner at five. Don't eat. Yeah, he thought he wasn't even going to get dinner because everybody was gone to Basilia. I thought that was so funny, too, the way this is such like a serious classic episode, and it ends with Orgo belching and falling down. I was like, great way to cap this off. Real classy, guys. <laughs> And then Sorceress's head comes up and she says, He who smelt it dealt it. <laughs> I knew you'd join in. Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. There I it did is. not. I was reluctant. Reluctant to say that joke. Okay. Uh, hey, you know, mm, speaking of, yes. here's some trivia that's going to enrich your lives. I was reading the uh, Guardian's Q&A with Philip Pullman, the uh-huh. author of His Dark Materials. Um, fantastic gentleman. And um, he was talking about, like, as a little side note, he said he never used the word feisty to describe a heroine mm-hmm. because the etymology of the word feisty had to do with flatulence. So take that, everyone, and grow and learn from it. I was so, thinking. So of, when I say I'm feeling feisty today, it means I'm gaseous. Yes. yes. It means you're plucky because of your gas. Yes. So everyone. I was actually thinking about the right word to use to describe how I wanted to see Tila in this episode because I didn't like to see her wailing and falling in there. I would uh, say not feisty because even though I don't, that seems to be a thing you're into lately. <laughs> Maybe it's because I am. Okay. I'm just going to be honest with you. Okay. Will feeling feisty. <laughs> you backed up on the top. You got to let it out somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> a little, uh, Dr. Scott over a, a here. A little Ohio homily for us there. That's, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> Axiom, something like that. So, um, Rebecca, if you're not feeling too feisty, would you give us a um, review of this episode? Or a, well, not a whole review. We just did one. Can you give us a rating? Do you guys like the moral? Oh, the moral. <laughs> You know, I don't know. It's probably good for kids to hear that, but I, I just, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird for kids to think about to like start putting that in kids' brains to be like, you need to watch what you eat. It's a little weird, but I uh, nothing wrong with eating healthy. Yeah, I guess. But not. I feel like it's more on the parents to set that tone for your house than the kids. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to mm-hmm. say. And, you know, it was specific, like, don't eat too many sweet things between meals. Like, Mm -hmm. I I think a kid can can get with that. Okay, that makes sense. You know, I eat a lot of, like, gas station bubble tape in my day (laughs) around all the meal times. You know what? I used to get confused by... uh, 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, this is very important. Yeah. I used to get confused by candy and gum, and everything I ate, I'd be like, candy or gum. And they'd have to tell me, like, gum. And then I'd put it in my mouth and be like, okay, so swallow or don't swallow. And they'd be like, don't swallow. It's like, okay. <laughs> Too late. And they'd swallow be like, all the time. so for so, your... So did, did, in your household, was, was it... But so the sweet thing would be gum in between. I mean, like that was just a, an example of a gas station treat that I got a lot because you know whenever we would go, you could always get like a little something, and so it'd be like those awesome fat stick Jolly Ranchers. Do you remember those? Not the little ones, but like yeah. a gas station stick. Oh, those were so good. I never liked Jolly Ranchers. Well, never. To hell with you, Scott. I'm just, no, I'm just uh, this, uh, just personal preference. I I don't know why. Never like, mind. I I, I, I felt like. I felt like I put it in my mouth and I wanted it and it was like 10 minutes later and it's still there. And I'm like, you I made a jawbreaker for I six am... months and you don't like Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> I, could, I, could, I could stop eating it. I could stop eating it like, like a sucker. I could bite and it would be done. A Jolly Rancher, you'd bite and it would just stick to your teeth. And you're like, I cannot deal with this. And then I'm you lick it off it. your teeth for the next hour. That's great. Yeah. I don't know. So this episode, this uh, right. moral was very relevant to Rebecca. So, so how did you guys rate this episode? <laughs> well, the moral I could have used when I was little, because yes. I did eat a lot of candy. <laughs> candy madness, we all know. That's how that's called, you got a full set of robot teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I have all my teeth, thank you. And they're real human teeth. And I have extras, as I've discussed. <laughs> extras. Okay. <laughs> my wisdom this teeth. This tooth is for fun. What I got from being wise. This is my candy tooth. You ain't taking them. All right. Oh, four out of five white holes. Four out of five white holes. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's pretty. That's pretty, that's pretty solid. Even. Yeah, I did. I enjoyed a lot of things about this one, but then you know it had some silliness. I'm gonna give it the exact same same rating. I, I like all the classic elements out of it. I thought Salator was um, uncharacteristically humorless at the end. I didn't like the uh, Tila being a little too Betty Draper. I wanted her to be a little more roguish. But other than that, there's a lot to like, especially the um, Man at Arms troopers in the episode. So four of those. I would say I would say uh, a little. I would do a little higher. Four point two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did enjoy it. Do you do you think you think you would rate it higher? I was just thinking about this. Do you think you rate it higher if they if it wasn't Skeletor, as as the as the, it was like some new guy that kind of just had his own thing, because Skeletor seemed almost misplaced. Yeah, I would agree well, with that. Well, I think that's a good point. I think to make either of those work, we needed to see some personality from a villain because it almost seemed irrelevant who did it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing is like, why why make it skeletal? We needed a little vignette with um, him um, having a soliloquy or him um, appearing as a floating head and taunting them. We needed a little so, so, something, something or something in the beginning, maybe, yeah, to yeah. tie, yeah, a little cold open with it, yeah, yeah. Or this like, time, or, sauceress, you're mine. You yeah, know oh, yeah, or yeah, or like Orko's there. Orko goes there to see like, her, and like then he loses Skeletor's yeah. heads there or something, <laughs> or like. Yeah. Like Skeletor loses a chess match with Beast Man or something like that, and so he needs some more secrets or knowledge. I don't know um, something. No, I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good. But maybe they even cut something from the script. Who knows? But yeah, I think you're right about that. I, I think that there's something off with the villain. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but four point two, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right. I was I was just wondering if you guys would rate it higher if it was no. It was, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, if he would have done a real uh, goofball performance with a different villain, it, it could have gone higher, I think. Mm. If we would have had just more of a personality or more of a presence there, I think I could have gone higher. I miss Skeletor when he's not being himself. And that's our show for today. Next week, we'll be reviewing Season 1, Episode 36, 
She-Ra, the Unicorn King. It's like a Trapper Keeper come to life. If you'd like to follow along with the show, you can find our episode guide at www.thewizardsnightshirt.com. And if you have questions or comments for us to discuss, you can email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. You can also follow us on Facebook or Twitter and subscribe to the show on iTunes. We want to thank you for listening and please remember, if Sorceress in the Room, it was her. Battle Cat. Let's go! But I'd still like a piece of that cake.